Welcome back to the Zero Weakness Podcast, where we talk about how to be a better lifter, how to be a better coach, and everything in between. Make sure you subscribe and enjoy. All right, welcome back to another episode of the Zero Weakness Podcast. I'm here with myself, Tom Bro, Tom Brosey. CJ Guo, Mr. Heavy Hands, and the Gidge Dog, Bridget Murphy. Uh, this episode is brought to you by Establishment Coffee Co. If you want 25% off your next order, head to the website, use the discount code 025. That's establishmentcoffeeco.com.au. I fucked it up every time, eh? Free shipping. Free shipping. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah. There it is. How do I actually forget that? Um, all right. <clears throat> we've got a lot to talk about in this episode. It's the first time uh, we've recorded one in three or four weeks, ever since uh, at Tombro Jet Setter 7 has been away. Welcome back. On Thank his you. worldwide tour, the revenge tour. <laughs> the revenge tour. <laughs> I don't know what I'm revenging against. <laughs> <laughs> I just always see Tom Hardy put revenge tour, so I'm like, yeah, sweet. I What's he know? revenging against? I don't know. <laughs> he's just trying to, he's just copying Drake. I don't know what a revenge tour is. What does it even mean? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Sounds good. What does that mean? Sounds um, really aggressive. <laughs> uh, what have we been up to besides, uh, we're going to take a deep dive into what Tombro's been up to. So uh, CJ, what have you been up to? Um, same old really, just doing... Um, just real busy at work, eh? Since the boss was gone. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so <laughs> busy. Let's do it. it's been fun. Been, uh, I guess by now you guys will see we've been um, putting out like testimonials and different kinds of content, which has been really fun to do from... Um, and traveling to different gyms and seeing everyone else. Um, I guess with training, uh, I'm in deload right now, which is really, really nice. <laughs> <laughs> Does that mean you're going to max out again this week? No, no, no. I don't think my body can take it anymore. <laughs> Good. Um, so, yeah, no maxing out, a, a proper deload. Yeah. Excellent. <laughs> Bridget? Um, what have I been up to? Um, I've been. I'm really excited about the Zero Classic that we have on this weekend. Nice. Because I've been coaching Heather, yeah. and I'm very excited to see how she goes. This she's is her been, first ever comp. She's been killing it. She has mm. been killing it, and she's super nervous about it because she doesn't actually like lifting heavy, but she's so good <laughs> she at it. it. She's so good at it. Yeah, she's a bodybuilder at heart, but yeah, we're converting her. Oh, that'll be fun. <laughs> That's sick. She used to um, always say she'd never do a powerlifting comp as well. Yeah, yeah. and it's yeah. only taken. What, six months? Not no, how long has she actually been training here? Maybe a year? Yeah, she's been training here at least a year. Mm. How'd, you, yeah. how'd you twist her up? It wasn't hard. <laughs> we just, she just wanted to see how strong she was. She wanted to test her maxes. And I've then got I'm like, an well, idea. You may, you may as well test them at a comp. Yeah, she's like, right. all right, I'll do it. That's right. <laughs> she's yeah. really excited. She's nervous, but she's very excited. Nice. And Scott, yeah. Scotty's not competing? He's competing at the Christmas Cup. So, oh. yeah, we're prepping for that. Nice. Yeah. He's going to yeah. don the soft suit. <laughs> yes. <laughs> he's in good shape now, though. He's yeah. in very good shape. Yeah, he's, he's lost been doing nutrition with Rochelle. Nice. Mm, he nice. looks amazing. Well done, Scotty. Yeah. What about you? What have you been up to? Um, nah, same old. Just shaving. Yeah, shaving my beard. <laughs> this is the debut. It's a horrible debut effect. Oh. Um, Four years in the making. Yeah. That's why, I don't know if you noticed, that's why my... Uh, you know, my chin's a little bit down. I'm not uh, doing these <laughs> angles anymore. Uh, nah, what have I been up to? Same old, just work, training, living, breathing. I'm still alive. Running. Yeah, running, swimming, lifting. I've just been doing it all and I love it. I'm a real good place. I love training. Mm. Mm, so that's so good. good. Awesome. Tom, bro. Yes. Well, I've been away, mm. as you know. Um, I don't even know where to begin. <laughs> I, I went to the UK. I actually went to the UK just for the comp. So I was just going to 
to, to handle and coach uh, Dale Longford over there at the Irish Pro. Um, and it made sense to sort of organize some work over there to sort of cover the expenses of the trip. Um, so I, I did a bunch of workshops over there, did, did one in Ireland, uh, in, in Cardiff, in Wales, and then uh, up in Scotland, in Edinburgh. Nice. So you um, went to Ireland first? Yeah, so yeah. I, f- I flew into Ireland, uh, met up with Andrew Blackwood, a, a Zero veteran, a, a lifetime member. Uh, I don't know if I'm allowed to say, but they're coming back. Oh man! Yeah, they they found a what? loophole with the with the visas because of COVID, uh, so they're excited to be to be coming back and hopefully we see them uh, early next year. What? Oh. So do they, do they want to live here? Is yeah, it? they love it because well, Ilana's um, a citizen because mm-hmm. her mother's Australian. Yeah. Uh, so even though she lives over there, she she's allowed to come and go and, and work here. She's got dual citizenship, so it's just hard for for Andrew to get over the line. Yeah, right. Um, so they're just navigating that, and uh, yeah, I think that's their their plan. Eventually, uh, they love it over here. And and Ireland's not very nice to live in. Mm-hmm. Like as really? in, it's a it's a beautiful place, but man, it's expensive over there. Wow, like insanely mm. expensive. Everything. I couldn't believe it. Uh, so it was actually really handy because I, I reached out to them and I'd helped them out here with the gym with a few things and um, they helped me out and, and, and put me up with a place to stay at, at her family's house. Uh, so I hung out with her family for a couple of days, which is really cool. I uh, had, a, had a blast over there with them. Then uh, did a workshop, woke up really early in the morning, flew to Cardiff, did a workshop there and then hung out with, with Jordan in, in Cardiff for a week. Then went back to Ireland, did the comp. We came back to the motherland and stayed with uh, Dale Longford and checked out his part of town up in northern Wales for four or five days, then went through London to, to Scotland and then uh, came home. Nice. How far away do Dale and Jordan live from each other? Like probably a four or five hour drive. Quite a while. Yeah. Yeah, quite a while. Uh, but beautiful part of the world, beautiful part of the country. I've never had any desire to go to the UK whatsoever. Like I've had opportunities to go there while I'm in Europe and uh, like especially London has never had any sort of appeal to me. Um, so it was good to, to be f- not forced to go over there, but, you know, go over there for a purpose. And, um, yeah, I really enjoyed my time over there. I got to nice. see some really cool stuff that I've always wanted to see, like Stonehenge. Uh, got to see real-life Van Gogh paintings, and uh, that was a big highlight for me. I, I really enjoyed that. And just seeing all the old historical stuff. I'm always stunned as well by how freaked out people get by the way that I travel. People mm. really find it anxiety inducing. What the last minute flights? Yeah, I just don't have anything planned. <laughs> so like when I was when I was going to Scotland, the guy, the guy that that did it, uh, we know each other through the powerlifting world and have known each other or of each other for many years. And so he just reached out and was like, "Well, while you're in the in the area, do you want to come up and do a workshop up here?" So he organized the whole thing. Um, and so he's like, "Okay, well, we'll we'll hang out when you arrive in um, in Scotland. When does your plane land?" And I'm like, oh, I'm not sure. And he's like, what do you mean you're not sure? I'm like, oh, I haven't booked it. And he's like, you can't, you're coming tomorrow. And I'm like, well, I might be. And he's like, what do you mean you might be? And I'm like, well, if there's no flights, I can't come tomorrow. So um, anyway, I ended up uh, catching a train, threw, threw him off, hit, hit him with the old switcheroo. Uh, but it's handy because I was flying standby on the way home. And I didn't, it like went from London to LA, was meant to get on a plane three or four hours later and come home. It's like 11 at night and they're like, oh, sorry, we're putting cargo on the plane instead of people. So you stand by, people can go home. Uh, and so 11 p.m., not planning to stay there. My life has prepared me for this. I'm just <laughs> like, oh, that's all right. I'll figure it out. That's actually really good. Yeah. See, uh, when I got to London, I had nowhere to stay. So I went to the hotel, 
got on their free Wi-Fi and then booked the hotel at the hotel and then went to the desk and was like, hey, I just booked this room. <laughs> that's, that's how I live my life. <laughs> Why don't you just go to the desk and ask to book a room? Cheaper online. Mm. Oh, okay. yeah. oh right. yeah, right, okay. I'm not that bad. Like I <laughs> I knew there were rooms at that hotel available. Like I'd already done a little bit of research. It's a, it's it's planned chaos. So what'd you do at eleven PM in, in Los Angeles then? Find a hotel and try and sleep and not be able to sleep because my time zone was messed up. Yeah, right. Fuck and is it easy to find a hotel at eleven o'clock at night? Yeah, I mean like in LA near the airport there's like ten thousand hotels. Yeah, right. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's fine. Oh sweet. Wow. And when you were in Wales, there was a heat wave, wasn't there? Everyone was talking about it. Yeah, I mean, what's the, a heat the, wave like? There, there was there? A, there was a Welsh heat wave. Yeah, <laughs> I was just wondering <laughs> was a, was how a, hot it, actually was it. It was a cold Gold Coast summer's <laughs> uh, winter's morning. <laughs> it was it was pretty much like our October. Okay, oh. so it was nice. It was yeah. really nice. So you can you know you could chuck a jumper on if you wanted to. Yeah, th- I mean, they seem to wear jumpers all the time. I find that quite strange. Yeah. Everywhere was hot, like. Mm. Their public transport was super hot. Yeah. The museums and stuff were all super hot. I struggled. Yeah, I just don't think they're equipped to deal with the heat. Because no one, nowhere has functioning aircon or fans <laughs> as well. Jordan's like, oh, you can borrow my fan. And I'm thinking, yeah, okay, pedestal fan, put it by the bed. It's like this big. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, you just put that by the bed. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. Oh, that's no, rough. I survived. Survived. That's good. What you, What'd you think of Scotland? Loved it. Highlight yeah. of the trip by far. Yeah. Yeah. As in like in terms of place, highlight of the trip. Yeah. That's Beautiful. sick. Where'd you go in Scotland exactly? Just Edinburgh. Nowhere yeah. else. Yeah. I was only there for two nights. Mm-hmm. Two nights. I remember. Three nights? Two nights. I don't know. One yeah. or two nights. Two or three nights. Yeah. Cool. A couple of nights. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I didn't actually get to see much of Scotland, which I was a little bit sad about um, because once I realized how cool it was, I had to even mm-hmm. come home. Yeah, right. And then you went to London after that. And you left just before the Queen passed away, didn't you? Yeah, so went to London before Scotland. Went to London on the way. Oh, yeah. Uh, But yes, very grateful to have been able to see everything I needed to see before all that happened because I'm sure it would have been chaos. Chaos. Yeah. That would have been chaotic. Mm. Yeah, well. R.I.P. Her Majesty. Yes. (laughs) R.I.P. All right. Couple, uh, I got a new segment for you. You got to hit me with a quote. You know, it could be inspirational, it could be funny, it could be... You start us. It could be something that you live by. Uh, it's just got to be a quote. <clears throat> All right. So my quote is, knowledge is knowing that tomato is a fruit. Yeah. Wisdom is knowing not to put tomatoes in fruit salad. Nice. That's my quote. It's real deep. That's a good one. That is good, <laughs> eh? Does that make ketchup fruit juice? Ah. Yes. Mm. Or paste, fruit paste. Yeah. It's really fruit a fruit paste. soup, isn't it? Because it's cooked. Yeah, it's very thick as well. Mm, fruit mm. soup. Bridget. This was the only one that popped into my head. Someone <coughs> told me that this was a John Lennon quote, but I don't know if that's actually true. But I really like it. It's life is what happens to you while you're busy making other plans. Nice. So enjoy every moment. That was actually Gandhi. Was it? No. no, no. <laughs> <laughs> was it? <laughs> I don't know. CJ. Um, hmm. Jesus wept. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the shortest verse in the Bible. Absolutely, my man. Is um, that a verse? Yeah. yeah. It's the shortest verse in the Bible. Which verse? Oh, I don't know. I think it's in John. Ooh. 
No, it's later than that. Anyway, it's in one of the gospels. Um, Google it. <laughs> you can Google it. Gosh, I had a quote and then now I've just brain farted. Um, Please don't fart on the podcast. It is. Mm, yeah, no. John 11. Whoa. <laughs> Nailed it. Dang. Uh, <laughs> I'm so sidetracked. It is better to be a warrior in a garden than a gardener in a war. <gasps> I like that one. Ooh. That go. was by Gandhi as well. Jap- it's just Japanese, I think. I think so. It's like a know. Japanese or a Chinese proverb. That's nice. I really like that one. Or just one that on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> it's good though. I like mm, that. I love it. Mm-hmm. Um, the one that popped into my head was, uh, this is this is probably not word for word, but it's kind of like he who does not uh, remember history is condemned to repeat it. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Heard that one. They yeah. put it in a lot of like the Holocaust museums and, th- and things like that. Uh, but yeah, I think we're quick to try and forget bad things, mm-hmm. uh, and that's a fast track to repeating it. Yes. Yeah. Well, that's Another a good, good one. one. All yeah. right, so I'm the only one with a fucking stupid quote. That's cool. No, you're just. <laughs> 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 you're stupid. Yeah. <laughs> he who bleeds, listen, war. Nah, fuck, I fucked it. He who bleeds, listen, training. Nah, I've ruined it again. I don't even know. With great power comes great responsibility. <laughs> <laughs> Uncle Ben. <laughs> Uncle Ben. Uncle Ben's a rice. <laughs> um, all right. We've got a we've got a we've got a Q&A. We can uh, touch on some more of uh, Tombo's trip and the Q&A. But uh well, what are you any- grateful for? Yeah, what are we grateful for? What are you grateful for, Tombo? The internet. Nice. The internet. Yeah. Like it was uh, you know, it's a special thing being able to travel for work, but um, working away is only possible due to the internet. Mm-hmm. And on top of that, time zones. Because when I reply to everyone in the middle of the night, no one writes back. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. <laughs> CJ? Um, gosh, I didn't think it was either. Oh, good to see you prepared. <laughs> my bed. Not like we do it every time. Yeah. <laughs> my bed. I'm very grateful for my bed. I thought you were saying my bad. My bad. <laughs> no, my bed. Yes. Bed. My bed. <laughs> That's my bit. <laughs> Bridget? Um, a simple one. My yummy lunch today. That was mm. easily the best meal I've ever made. 10 out of 10. From scratch. Mm, it was from so scratch. good. Yeah. <laughs> it was delicious. It was literally from scratch. Mm. Watch the Nick Beer video. From scratch. Watch the Nick Beer video on YouTube. Mm. Took a screenshot of what, uh, what it was. Bought the ingredients. And Bridget just fucking winged it. Winged it. All over it. Yeah. How good. Winged it, w- yeah. wung it, wung it. <laughs> <laughs> she wonged it. it so she wung it. Um, my grateful, my grateful is I've just realised I'm actually a very simple man, <laughs> and I'm grateful for that. You know how people have very expensive hobbies and interests. Like all my hobbies are very inexpensive and very cheap. And uh, why don't you tell them about the running shirt you bought? Oh yeah. Besides from that, no, 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 no. we won't get into that. Oh, that's not bad. <laughs> yeah, it's a running singlet. <laughs> it's a very cool one. Yeah, but I mean, like, it's being used. Yeah. True. It's not like well, a... I love that you're justifying. <laughs> but I mean, it's not like a, a in, our, in Armani t-shirt yeah. that's like a logo printed on a three thirty cent piece of cloth sold for 500 bucks. On an AS color staple. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, that was, uh, that was very extravagant. It gave me that uh, little dopamine hit I needed, but I really nice. wanted it. I've wanted it for ages. I thought I'd finally pull the trigger. Um, but yes, I'm grateful for, yeah, I think I'm very simple. I like music. I like sport. I like training. 
All very uh, cheap, inexpensive hobbies. Good. Nice. Mm, you know, you know, there's people out there that like, I love cars, <laughs> I love jet skis, I love watches, <laughs> gold rings, all that shit. I'm like, ah, nah, not on my, not on my watch. Yeah, no. Oh, yeah, yes. <laughs> not I on like my, that. not on my Garmin Vivo Active Forest. All right, sweet. We're gonna get into. We've got. We've got uh, quite a few <coughs> questions. Some of them are for everyone. A lot of them are for Tom Brosey because he's uh, finally back in the building. Um, so the first question we have, Tom Bro, from Liam LeBurz and Matt Smart. Shout out Matt Smart. His lifting's fucking awesome at the moment, by the way. Yeah, he's competing this weekend. He's killing it. Yeah, APL Apex uh, meet down in Melbourne. Mm. Uh, this is the first. This is the first maxing out that we've done in our coaching history which i don't know is how long well, probably almost two years wow this is no offense to matt but i didn't know he was that strong <laughs> like legit I was well, like, oh he's strong again because we've never peaked like yeah. he, he's never really showcased it by doing big heavy lifts that's sick and matt smart's a legend as well absolutely so good on you matt i look forward to seeing you hearing hearing how you go at the comp uh but leaving the birds matt smart what's the best food in the uk mm. go and warm my heart Tom as bro. in as in <laughs> what's the best food that i had in the uk we'll go both well, dear UK, Australian beef is a billion times better than UK beef. Yeah? I had yeah. some fancy-ass steaks, and the Australian meat is just special. Mm. We just do it really yeah. well over here. It's because the cows are happy here. Mm-hmm. In countries like that, they're not happy. <laughs> they're it's not cold. Happy. Well, because they don't walk around. Like, it's yeah. factory farming yeah. over there. Mm. Um, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta gas you up. The, the haggis pie that I had over there was probably my favourite thing that I ate in Let's the UK. Let's go. Nice. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I, wow. I didn't know what I would think of, of haggis, and it's probably not truly haggis if you have it in a pie, but, man, it was good. That's I, I just Googled the best pies in Edinburgh, found this place, climbed a hill, almost killed me, <laughs> my suitcase, <laughs> ate these pies, sweaty, delicious. Because <laughs> what's in haggis? Is it awful? Yeah. Like the heart and lungs or yeah. something like that? Sheep intestines. Yeah, it's just a bunch of offal, and then it's cooked in, like, a sheep's stomach. Mm. It's pretty much just, like, mince. In appearance. Okay. But yeah, it tasted real good. Wow. That's sick. It's got like oats and stuff through it as well. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. What about uh, any drinks? Iron Brew. What'd you, what'd you <laughs> think? <laughs> okay, so <laughs> James was raving about Iron Brew. And when I went there, they're like, you have to try Iron Brew. There's nothing like it in the <laughs> entire world. It's creaming soda. <laughs> <laughs> it's creaming soda. <laughs> creaming soda. It was good, but I mean, like, I'm not a huge creaming soda guy, so it didn't. But I had I had at least three bottles of Cherry Pepsi Max over mm, there a day. They got Cherry Pepsi, cherry flavored everything, eh? Yeah. So How good. Good. So good. Uh, next question is Breakthrough versus Pro Raw. <coughs> the comparison. So for the people listening, Tombro had four lifters, three lifters competing at Breakthrough over the weekend. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we had um, we had rep in zero, uh, Wes, Wesley Vic, Wes Vic from up north. Um, he squatted three twenty five very easily Damn. in the hundred kilo class. He benched one sixty, uh, which was a, a comp PB for him. Um, and then he deadlifted two eighty five, and he's been having this this grip issue. So he, he deadlifted three hundred on his second and third very very easily, uh, but just fell out of his hands. So something that we have to really go back to the drawing board with and, and get on top of his grip. 
Um, Dylan was his first comp back. A lot of people don't... I think he made a post about this, but a lot of people don't realize he tore his quad three weeks before the comp. So he actually pulled out and I talked him back into it. Um, he, he's, he, was, he was ready to pull the pin. And I'm like, look, man, it's a, it's a minor tear. Um, I, I'm pretty sure we can salvage it. Here's what to do rehab-wise. And, and he looked after it. And so he went in blind because he, from that point of tearing it, didn't do any squat or uh, deadlift sessions. He did some light, like, moving around work, but no actual sessions. Uh, so he came into it un unknowing, like, what we were going to squat. So we put in a really light opener. Then we bumped it up when he was feeling good in his warm-ups. He did his opener, which was 370, and it was in his head enough to spook him. And he really wanted to walk away with a decent deadlift. So um, we decided just do the opener and leave it. Not worth risking tearing the quad. Um, then he benched really well. He went to 20 opener, 232 second, then put 242 on the bar, which we would have he would have nailed easily, um, but he felt his pec go a little bit funky on the way down, and he's had a few pec tears. Uh, and again, same thing. There was no point in pushing it. Nothing was on the line, so he decided to just flop onto his chest and, and not push it up. Didn't want to risk tearing his pec, which is fair enough. Uh, and then he deadlifted 400. Uh, wow. the, the goal was to go and break his own his own current all-time deadlift record which is 410 uh and he was strong enough to do it but he minced his hands to bits on that 400 attempt so that was it that's nuts um yeah. and then of course joseph whitaker that was the that was the wild part of the day so it was always going to be pretty close between three or four people on overall and the way that um breakthrough worked was that there was prize money given on overall on dots and uh the biggest total of the meet i think the biggest total was 10 grand and the overall was five or, or vice versa. I'm not sure how they did it. Um, and so once we knew Dylan wasn't going to lift his best after his squat, we knew that the total was kind of in the bag for, for Joseph if he kept things together. So we were chasing that, but we also knew it was very close on overall. Like I had sat there the night before and predicted everyone's totals and worked out the dots. And there were like four people within one or two points of each other. Like crazy. Jeez. Insane. Um, so we did his first and second squat. So he went for, shit, what do you open on? 415? 415 opener, 432 second. Uh, his 432 was fine. There was more in it, but probably not enough to justify doing a third without gassing him. So I made the call to just leave it there. Uh, so we left it at his 432. He benched 230, uh, sorry, 240, 250, 257. Um, and then he deadlifted... Uh, he deadlifted something. <laughs> he deadlifted like three thirty opener. I think three fifty second. And so on the second attempt, we picked an attempt that had him less than half of one dots point ahead of Mitch Lee, who was in in second place and going for the win as well. Uh, Mitch Lee was going to try and pull three fifty on his second, which would have bumped him ahead, and then we were just going to try and beat whatever he had pulled. Uh, you know, we were just going to chase the win on the third attempt. But Mitch pulled the 350 to the top, locked it out, and then just couldn't get his shoulders back and put the bar down before the down call. Oh! So he missed out. Like his grip was going, which is why he couldn't pull his shoulders back. But he was holding it there. Like he was hanging on for dear life, but he just couldn't get the down call. Like wasn't locked out enough. So he put it down. So we had the lead, again, only by half a point. Uh, but then we had the advantage because we just had to to beat whatever Mitch put in for a third. So he tried to pull for the win, uh, couldn't pull it. Uh, and so I put in a number that then put Joseph at 
number four all time in Australia and number one all time in the 140s in, in Australia. Wow. So, so he ended up with 1052, won the overall, one on dots. Uh, so he was a very happy boy. So you walk home with 15 grand. 15K, yeah. 15 <laughs> k in powerlifting. In powerlifting, yeah. <laughs> wow. wow. Yeah. Um, was there a coach's commission? Surely. I got a hug and a photo. <laughs> a cuddle. He's the man. He's such a nice lifter as well. Very good. Very well deserved. Um, you know, these lifters put in a lot of time and energy and hours and 15 grand sounds like a lot of money, but for the amount of work that someone's put in over the years to get to that level to win that kind of money, I mean, it's barely scratching the surface mm. of, of what they've put in versus now what they've taken out. So. Uh, very well deserved for Joseph. I've never actually met uh, Joseph, but we speak on Instagram every now and again. He just seems like a lovable bloke. Yeah. yeah. Everyone loves him, eh? Absolutely. Such a nice yeah. guy. Really, really, really good dude. Loves lifting. Like, absolutely loves it. But um, the actual question, you know, uh, pro roll versus breakthrough, this, I mean, like, there's pros and cons to both. I think both were absolutely fantastic. Um, breakthrough was really a spectacle like they went hard on the live stream i think the, i didn't actually watch the live stream but the amount of effort they put into in the comments that i heard about the live stream were that it was absolutely schmick and there were like five tv cameras just walking around that's that, awesome. that were part of the live stream so they they sunk a lot of cash into it um the, yeah the, the only feedback that i'd really have for the meet uh that they can go in and, and do anything about is the lifters area where we waited to sort of wrap knees and get people ready was very, very, very small, like really tiny. So that made it a little bit hard sometimes. Just not, not a great deal of other, you know, mm. issues that I can think of. Like it was a really, really well done me. I think both Pro Raw and uh, Breakthrough could, go, could do better with their overall communication just with lifters, like, you know, more uh, communication up into the comp in terms of just what to expect and uh, lifters just appreciate hearing about things even if from a meat director's perspective they don't need to they like to be communicated with and i, I think that it's that it's uh, an expectation that should be upheld so um if this happens to get back through to the breakthrough people fucking fantastic meat two tiny little things that could make it even better than it already was. What I loved about it is they, it was like a spectacle. They had interviews and... They had a live rapper. That's yeah, sick. It was really? actually, yeah, it was actually really cool. Mm. Yeah, he killed it. Wow. Yeah. Because it's Maryland's. It's, it's like 1-4 territory. That's so cool. Yeah. That's awesome. No, that's cool. Like, you, I want to see more meets where people put on a show. <laughs> mm -hmm. Like, I don't know if you've seen where, like, Russell Orhe in America at Wayans uh, last year, he walked in with a fur coat. <laughs> and he had his like camera crew and it was like the nice. NBA like when you watch basketball you think that's fucking cool and he was doing that in powerlifting yeah. which is um, it was pretty funny because if someone did that in Australia we'd all be losing it like, it's the funniest <laughs> thing ever but I think it's cool it's entertaining Yeah. and um, what I saw online from Breakthrough I thought you know it was entertaining it was it was and um, one of the funniest things at the meet um, so there's a guy Kevin Yuan and uh, Vasa Vasa is, is the uh, arguably the best three lift bencher or not even arguably it he just is the best three lift bencher in the country like he's got the the highest bench press in a three lift competition of anyone in australia and he's a you know he won pro raw he beat joseph at pro raw um he jumped in last minute and did bench only with kevin yuan and his plan was to just put 2.5 kilos on whatever <laughs> whatever kevin did like kevin missed his opener on a call so then um 
Vasa went out 2.5 heavier and did the same thing. Just purposely <laughs> purposely missed his opener. On the second one, Kevin's bum came up. So Vasa went out and did exactly the same thing. <laughs> shot it, it was really funny. Like, yeah, the crowd lost it. It was, it was very entertaining. That's, that's Berserker? Yeah, yeah, he's yeah, a yeah. weapon. He's eh? a big human being, big boy, very, very, very nice guy, very cool guy. That's sick. Also, another, uh, just a shout out to Josh Takua as well. He's not yeah. coached by Zero, but he trains at Zero. He's a resident here. Um, Tom, bro, you want to talk about his performance? Yeah, I wasn't actually there, so oh. <laughs> he was on the Saturday at the USAPL comp, but he crushed it. He finally got his three hundred squat. He did three hundred two point five. Yeah, um, he benched, uh, I believe, a PB of one one ninety. Yeah, and uh, deadlifted three. 20? Three, 320, yeah. Stupas went 335. Yeah, Taku went 320. Yeah, I, and so um, I only saw it on the on the stories and I was like, oh, well, obviously he's won overall, but then he, he, he got, got beaten. Place, yeah. Right? Mm. yeah, he came second. Yeah. Uh, but phenomenal lifting and he had the perfect day. He went nine for nine. Yeah. Well, so hit, those, hit those numbers he's been chasing for a long time. So yeah. well done, Josh. Good on him. It's pretty nuts to total 815 in sleeves at under 90 kilos. Mm. Yeah. And right. on a stiff bar. Yeah. yeah. What a weapon. Yeah, wow. absolutely wild. Fantastic Crazy. lifting. Um, next question. And again, I, I wasn't there on that day, but apparently uh, all I heard about the the USAPL day on that Saturday was good things. So. Yeah, the guy he uh, the guy he lost to was Charles Okpoko. Okpoko. Ok-po- I don't know how to pronounce it. Charles Okpoko. Sorry for butchering that. Um, but he competes in the USAPL over in America, and he's a freak, really accomplished equip lifter. Mm. Competes under 66 and under 74s. Well, the new weight classes, 67.5s and under 75s. Yeah. But he's the biggest under 75 or under 67.5 kilo lifter you'll ever see in your life. Yeah, I, I couldn't believe it when I was watching the stories. This is why I thought Josh won because his lifts were so much bigger. Mm. Uh, like, you know, uh, I think, what was his name, Charles? Yeah. Ch- Charles squatted like 270 something, 277 mm-hmm. maybe. And I thought, okay, well, Josh squatted almost 30 kilos more. Surely he's won. I didn't realize he was like 20 kilos lighter. Mm. This is so jacked. Yeah, he's, he looks like he could step on a bodybuilding stage. Yeah. yeah. Um, What time's James going to run at the Melbourne Mara? I'm not doing the Melbourne Marathon. Okay, well, if you were doing the <laughs> marathon, the mm. Melbourne Marathon, I'm saying 224. 224? <laughs> <laughs> Add an hour onto that. Oh, no. wait, we're talking about the full marathon? Yeah, oh. full marathon. I thought you meant half marathon. Half? Oh, no, <laughs> I didn't go backwards. Um, nah, but I'm going to do the Gold Coast Marathon. Hopefully go sub... I'd like to go like sub 310. Yep. Yeah, sub 3 hours 10. Maybe sub 3 hours 15. When's that? Mm, don't know. The Gold Coast Marathon. Whenever I did the half marathon this year. But I'm doing the GC25 in December. Mm-hmm. So that's the next race. I'm loving running. It's fun. Something different. What What are you hoping for the for the twenty five? I don't know. It's a really obscure distance. What did you do for the half? One. I, I did one forty four. So sub two. I'd like to go because I'd like to think I'm faster than that now too. I'm a little bit lighter. I'm a definitely. A, I've got more k's kilometers in my legs. Um, yeah, I'd like to go. I think sub two might still be a little bit of a stretch. <coughs> um, yes, yeah, maybe sub two five. Two hours five. I'm not too sure. Twenty five k is an obscure distance. I'm not not too sure how it'll go. But Isn't that scary to think? Like two hours and five for twenty five, and then you know the best of the best marathons are, yep. are mm-hmm. almost twice as fast as yeah. that. Yeah, it's nuts. Insane. Well, that's what we're talking about. When I did the half marathon, one forty four, back when I did it, July, whatever it was, I felt like that was a good time for me. And to think that Kipchoge Elliott finished a full marathon like 
15 minutes later is absolutely nuts. <laughs> That's crazy. Um, uh, who, Thomas, this is for you. Who is the new business coaching development suited for? Is it specific to powerlifting? Who asked that? Oh, that was Matt Smart. Oh. <laughs> is that meant to be under wraps? No, no. Well, I, I don't I don't think I've ever mentioned it like publicly yet. Well, I was I about to say, oh, I work for Thomas, don't <laughs> even know this. Yeah, no, I can't I can't remember if I've I've said that out loud. Um but Matt's done some uh private mentoring with me and I've I've spoken to him about the fact that I'm I'm doing a uh, a business specific course for people in in the coaching and fitness industry um and i mean ultimately that's what it's that's what it's going to be aimed at i mean it's it's all principle based stuff anyway like the principles of business apply to whatever you know the people that have or the, the resources that i've used to learn business stuff aren't all necessarily fitness people or fitness industry people so uh, but really that's who it's aimed at coaches gym owners Personal trainers, that kind of thing. That's sick. When is that? Is that already launched, or is that launching soon? Uh, well, I'm hoping to have it up and running early next year. The the nutrition one's a priority right now. Yeah. Uh, so Rochelle and I were filming some stuff with CJ on uh, on Tuesday, and we'll we'll keep chipping away at that for a little while. That's um, exciting. And then I can start working it on that. It is exciting. Um, <laughs> fuck one, marry one, kill one. Oh, I hate these. <laughs> Joseph Whitaker, Dylan Howregal, and Andrew Cooper. That's a fucking scary lineup. <laughs> Who would you marry? I'd marry Andrew. I'd marry, uh, sorry, Joseph Whitaker. Yeah, no, man. I'd marry Andrew Cooper too. They're both sweethearts. <laughs> I'm not fucking any of them. <laughs> marry, uh, kill one. Who would I be more scared of? I'm not killing any of them. I yeah, nah, them. hell no. Yeah. But they're all scary too. Th- that'll be impossible to kill. Mm. <laughs> You'd shoot one of them in the head and they'd just pick out the bullet and be like, did you drop this? Just bounce off. <laughs> sorry, mate, you dropped this. <laughs> Well, Cooper did deadlift 300. Nah, they're all freaks. Yeah. Andrew Cooper deadlifted 300 the other day. I Doesn't saw. do deadlifts or legs or any lower body. Uh, Doing 220 bent over rows. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Rowing. <laughs> Just silly. What a weapon. Uh, Khan Stevenson. Who is your favorite staff member and why is it Captain America? <laughs> Next question. <laughs> Oh, Khan, you idiot. Uh, Lydia, how many times did you get delayed flights? If zero, I'll cry. Um, Actually delayed. I don't think I'd, any of them got delayed. Like I missed that one. I didn't miss it, but I didn't get onto it. Mm. Um, but I think all of them... Uh, one, of them was, one of them was a little bit late to take off, like 20 minutes. She's asking that because she gets delayed every single flight <laughs> that she gets on. She actually does. And like significantly delayed. Damn. Uh, I think that's more to do with Tasmania in general. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's just a subtle dig at Tasmania. <laughs> uh, Jimmy Barnes, what's your grievance of the week? Oh, gee, Jimmy, I wonder what my grievance <laughs> of the week is. Maybe it's you purposefully throwing thousands of kilos onto my equipment mm. off your back for no good reason. Yeah, and onto my and, arms. And trying to kill my <laughs> staff members in the process. Hang on, I don't know about this. What? You haven't heard that? He dumped the bar. He had 175 on the bar. Dumped it on my arms, on bro. James's arm. I shouldn't have laughed. <laughs> yeah, I thought you heard the story. I'll show you the video after. What? Mm. He knows better than to do that. <laughs> he doesn't know why he did it. <laughs> no, he just panicked. No, nah, just yeah. panicked. It, it <laughs> happens. That's so. very pain. Like, 
He was almost going to quit powerlifting after it. Was he really? <laughs> yeah, he was real upset uh, about it and real down. I was like, and I was making the biggest deal about it. I was walking around <laughs> holding my arms like, oh, can't oh, wrap your knees yeah, in. Yeah, like, like I'd go like wave at people. I'd, then I'd go, ah, oh, grab my arms. I'm, I'm so sorry. I can't really it's wave. Uh, it's going to affect my stride when I <laughs> <laughs> Poor Jimmy. Oh. We love you, Jimmy. My arms don't love you, Jimmy. Damn. Uh, Panda underscore underscore 92 asks, best recipe for kangaroo? <laughs> oh, I second this. I want to know. <laughs> well, it always smells really good. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Kangaroo's gamey, right? It just it responds to heavy flavoring. Ooh, okay. Talk to me. Talk <laughs> us through it. <laughs> Talk to me. It depends what you're eating as well. Like if you're eating kangaroo mints. Let's go mints. Let's go mints. It needs to be heavily flavored because it's super stinky. What do you use? Depends. If I'm if I'm feeling if I'm feeling uh creative or uh, I'll make my own spice mix which is normally like Arabic mm-hmm. but honestly most of the time I'm feeling lazy and I just go to the Asian section and buy like ayum oh um, yeah like uh, curry bases yeah nice like just like a Thai red curry base or um, the Japanese curry base is really good the satay sauce is really good but it's high fat so if you're dieting gotta watch that mm, okay yeah. what about steak Salt and pepper. You don't need to go crazy with that. All right. Um, this yeah, is the, the kangaroo steaks are really mild. I I don't get it. Like the it must be to do with the fat content because the the kangaroo mince stinks and is really gamey. But the the actual like fillet steaks or whatever, they they definitely don't taste like beef. But they're not off putting. Have you tried uh, Daniel Carpenter's seasoning recipe? I tried that and I hated it. The I, French onion soup mix. I've never cooked it. Uh, I think I've had a bite of his when he wasn't looking. Like I'd, I'd almost guarantee I've had a bite of his when he wasn't looking. Well, I I copied him because, you know, every time he whips out one of those glass containers, I'm like, that looks so good. Mm. He's got a fancy little spoon he eats with. And then I remember I prepped like a whole week's worth of kangaroo mints. Had the first one, I was like, this tastes like shit. <laughs> Not doing that again. <laughs> uh, these next questions are from J-Hole Maletti. Uh, when are we going to see... Shout out J-Hole Maliti, by the way. He's a fucking, he's a legend. Uh, when are we going to see Thomas playing music on camera? Never. The people need to see it. No. They do. <laughs> they do. They are, uh, Brick, he actually used to give me uh, lessons on a Friday after work. Wasn't it one lesson? I think it was two. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, this is also from J-Hole Maliti. This is for everyone. Uh, what training moment slash lift are you guys most proud of? CJ. Oh, yeah, when I deadlifted 252 in my last comp, um, in my prep, I dropped 250 twice. Couldn't grip it. First time I couldn't grip it, and then I got straps and didn't even get it past my knees. And it was really in my head. It, I really thought going to comp, I really wanted 250, and I, I didn't think I had it in me. And then after two, I pulled 240 in my second, and James was like, right, 252.5. And I was like, oh, I've never done that before. And he was like, yeah, that's why you're here idiot <laughs> and i was like oh, oh all right okay and then i did it and i remember i got the down call but i held it for longer because i really wanted to prove to myself like i can hold this weight now yes and then yeah that was like a very emotional moment amazing i think that's one of my favorite parts about powerlifting thomas is when you put someone through a peak and then you call numbers on the day that's more than they've lifted for like second attempts and mm. they're kind of freaking out and then they do it so easily and they're just so astonished so good i love it Amazing. Tombro? Favorite training moment? Yeah. Oh, can we go come back to me? Mm. Yep. Bridget? Um, 
Favorite training, favorite <coughs> lift that you're most proud of? That I'm most proud of? Uh, I don't know. Maybe just a, it's not a one rep max, but a volume set that I did a couple of weeks ago at 100 kilos. I got eight reps and I really surprised myself because I used to be really intimidated by 100 and it's nothing to me anymore. So that's that was odd. really cool. That's awesome because yeah. I still remember when we did a session, it was like 80, 90 kilos and you like struggled to do it for four, yeah. like maybe a year ago. Yeah. Good job. Yeah. Tombras. Um, can I say two? Yep. Two come to mind. One is um, when I did that equipped prep a couple of years ago, uh, I pulled 370 in training. And it was just like on all three lifts week after week was just kind of uncharted territory. And it had been a long time in my lifting life where, where that had been the case, where like each week was something bigger uh, that I hadn't touched before. Um, and it yeah, it was just I... I it was almost like a juvenile uh, sense of lifting astonishment moment where it's like, I don't, I don't actually know if I can do this. And then I did it kind of thing. Um, the other one that really comes to mind is it was prepping for one of the pro roars, maybe like pro roar 11 or something. Um, I like finished, uh, can I, I always train conventional right up to close to a meet before I add sumo and normally cause my hips are cooked. Uh, and I was at the end of the com- conventional block and I had to pull 310 for a double and I failed the first rep and I walked away and I was like, you didn't even try. So I went back and I pulled it for a double straight away. And it's just like th- that moment I just remember being like, okay, well, it's nice to have these reminders that your body uh, often tells you to stop when your brain, uh, sorry, your brain often tells you to stop when your body's got so much more in mm-hmm. it and just telling, learning to tell your brain to shut up and do what you need to do is sometimes... Uh, uh, a good lesson. Nice. That's it. What's yours? Um, I got a few. Oh, I got uh, just two that stand out to me. Um, so the first time I ever squatted two hundred in sleeves, I did it for four reps. Nice. So I was really happy about that because just recently, right? Yeah, that was mm. uh, March, Aprilish. Um, and then the other one was so previous to this, my one rep max was two thirty on the squat, and I. Like, it's, it was really, same thing as you, Thomas, uncharted territories. And uh, I went to squat 240 for a triple. And I hadn't even done it for one, but I did it for two. I failed the third. I just got wobbly uh, both times. So I attempted it twice, got two reps both times, and just got gassed out and a little bit wobbly. But those are two lifts that stand out to me. What about your 140 bench? Yeah. no, Yeah, th- yeah okay. That and your 240 deadlift. That was really cool. Nah, the 140 bench, though, that was uh, monumental. Yeah. That was yeah. special. Yeah. Five years in the making, 2.5 mm. kilos. That's right. Hit me up for coaching. <laughs> 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 uh, <laughs> um, yeah, no, that was that was really special. And it was cool because the whole gym was... Uh, Thomas has seen me try 140 year after year after year. <laughs> so that was uh, that was pretty cool. That was special. I've got one to add to that. What's your most memorable fail? Ooh. Mine's at the Women of Power comp when at 50 just like I <laughs> guillotine myself That's right. 50 <laughs> We've watched that about a million times, eh? <laughs> yeah, that one for sure. <laughs> CJ? Oh, uh, the first thing that comes to mind is, yeah, when I first attempted 250 in the gym. Um it's so memorable for so many reasons. It obviously really stuck with me and got with got to me a bit. But it was like when you guys were all there and I, I dropped it and I just walked 
The first time I like threw my belt, <laughs> I was so angry. The second time, yeah, when I had the straps and I couldn't even get past my knees, I was like so devastated. I was like, I thought I was strong enough for this. I thought the only thing that was weak were my hands. And I just walked away from the, the platform a little bit and all you guys came and consolidated me. And yeah, I was like, oh, I, I can't let these guys down again. So that that's, yeah, that kind of really drove me into the, the comp. Ooh. Motivated you. Mm. Nice. You should have done that on the first set and then got it on the second set. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Instead yeah, of letting us down that day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's yeah. my most memorable <laughs> fail as well. The day CJ yeah. let us down. <laughs> Yeah, he mentioned that he didn't want to let us down. Well, you did. <laughs> didn't change the fact. Yeah. No, yeah. no, no, no. James. Um, I got a few funny fails. I remember GPC 2019 uh, showdown. Remember, I was fucked by debts. So I just couldn't be bothered anymore. I was like, oh, whatever. And I was just being a dick. And I went out for my third attempt. It didn't even come off the ground. And I kind of laughed. And then I got reds. And I turned to one of the refs. And I go, what for? <laughs> <laughs> and he actually got a little bit like it didn't come up I'm like, yeah, I'm, mate I know <laughs> I was just joking <laughs> so good what about you <laughs> oh you know what I had it and now I've forgotten it um, 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 um I think probably that bench that I did in here in, into the last comp as well maybe when I was prepping into pro raw or something I was benching really well that day and I wanted to do like 205. I wanted to hit a PB. And I did 200 and it was easy. And I put like 205 on and it absolutely buried me. Was that the one that I gave you did the calls? The calls for? No, no, ah. no. Not that day. Not that day. I got murdered by everyone in the gym. Yeah. <laughs> that was the week before. I definitely had that. And James gave me about a 16 <laughs> second long press call. Second. Pretty sure he fell asleep when the bar hit my chair. <laughs> now, yeah. it, was, it was with Rido. It was like the week after. Um, and he did like the, the unrack where you unrack and then you walk 20 meters away from the bar, but <laughs> bro, <laughs> stay close. Yeah. And it just dropped on my chest and it did not go anywhere. That's quite rich coming from Rado. Cause, uh, he needs, he needs you to stand, uh, right there the whole time when he benches because <laughs> it's the quickest unrack and the quickest re-rack. Yeah. Very out of mm. character. <laughs> but the time that I butchered you, Thomas, I got fucking roasted by everyone in the gym. Can't believe you did that, man. That, that was a long call. Yeah. It's alright I need to, uh, Not like I made it to the comp anyway <laughs> Or I did and I tore a pack One of the two I can't, I can't remember which comp it was uh, Last question is from Hayden At fucking Postman Pat Would you rather clients tell you When they have maxed out on a lift Oh actually second to last question Sorry Would you rather a client tell you When they have maxed out on a lift Thomas Yeah Nice Why It's good to know I want to know if they got a PB Yeah sick Gitch? Yeah, because then if it affects their training, if they're not supposed to be maxing out and it affects their training later, I'd want to know. Mm. Yeah. CJ? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh. Do you want to know when a, do you, really do you want know, clients to tell me? Do you want to know when one of your clients have cut their own hair? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I know. <laughs> I know when they do. Um, would I? Have you ever actually called anyone out on that? Oh, what? Like you haven't seen them for, you know, a couple of weeks longer than usual and they come in, their hair's exactly how it normally would be, but maybe not as good. You're like, oh, where'd you go for this? No. Uh, <laughs> so, sometimes I'll suddenly go like, oh, who got your hair last? And they're like, oh, so I was in a rush. You were, you know, I had a wedding and couldn't or whatever. 
Um, or sometimes people get feel really guilty. Yeah. Yeah, I was so. like that when I had the same hairdresser for a long time. <laughs> yeah. I used to feel real bad. Yeah, I've had else. guys that are like, I'll see at church and then they we make eye contact and goes, I know. <laughs> and I'm sorry, bro. I know. I just, I had no, I was like, bro, I don't. it's really weird it's same with coaching you know when people get a new coach and then they make all the excuses oh man but when i was with you i was so i'm like bro i honestly don't care (laughs) (laughs) you can do what you want you don't you don't go and apologize to kfc for getting mcdonald's the next day (laughs) yeah it's funny though because i've never felt like a bigger dog than when i left connor originally yeah to go get haircuts elsewhere yeah (laughs) yeah and I was exactly that guy when I came back. Oh, look, bro, you're back when you didn't have the booking system and I'd have to wait here sometimes an hour and a half at a time. I just, I'm a busy man. You know? <laughs> Throwing the excuse I hate the most. I'm, I'm just too busy, man. I gotta I don't have the time to sit around. Uh. <laughs> All right, last question. This is from X Monkix. X Monkey X. That's Lloyd. Lloyd Betzel. Oh, Lloyd Betzel. Lloyd. Uh, yum, Obella or homemade hummus? It's a typo. He meant Yumi's. Yumi's. Uh, homemade, obviously. What kind of question is that? You already know the answer to that, Lloyd. <laughs> You're trying to push my buttons. What nationality is Lloyd? Uh, I think he's Iranian background. Oh. Uh, Persian background, maybe. Homemade hummus. I'm, I'm so sorry if I'm wrong with that, by the way, Lloyd. Wait, so, sorry, I, I don't mean to sound uh, careful, ignorant. Careful, very careful. Is homemade hummus, that's just chickpeas in the blender, eh? Am I way? Am I way off? <laughs> talk to me. That <laughs> just blended chickpeas. <laughs> that's the. That's what you do, though. Eh? Yeah, with tahini. Oh, with tahini. Lemon, yeah. garlic, okay. spices, olive oil. Yeah. Oh, okay. Now I get it. Now I get it. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> if so, Lloyd, to answer your question more realistically, and we remove the homemade option, Yumi's. Yeah, Yumi's is definitely more authentic than Obella, in oh. my opinion. Ooh, I True, always get Obella. Truer to Lebanese flavors. This is the thing about Middle Eastern people. They all claim they invented hummus. Mm-hmm. So everyone's like, no, that tastes wrong because it doesn't taste like what ours tastes like. <laughs> <laughs> oh, ethnics. Always always uh, clashing over the same thing. Yeah, It's like uh, the Turkish and the Greek. Like all the Greek... Uh, I got Turkish friends that call... No, I got Greek friends... That called Turkish, uh, Turkish bread, Greek bread, and things like that. <laughs> things of that nature. We're like, no, nah, we invented that. Like, oh, okay, whatever. Who cares who invented it? I eat it. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. yummy. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's us. Does anyone ha- have any uh anything else they want to add? Nope. No. Nah. Nah. That's good. Thanks for uh, tuning in for another episode of the Zero Weakness Podcast. Uh, welcome back, Tom Brass. That's, Thank you. That's been a fun episode. Let us know who you want to get on the podcast. Give mm. us some guests to talk to. I've got a few lined up. Nice. Just need to confirm times and dates. Let's do it. Yeah. So Alex and Jerry are going to come on. Nice. Sit with the boys. Uh, possibly might have... Uh, actually, I'm not going to say it just in case I can't. Mm-hmm. But I'll tell you after. Amazing. All, All right. right. We'll see you guys Bye. next time. Bye. See ya. Thank you so much for listening to the Zero Podcast. If you want more information, head to our Instagram, zero underscore weakness. Hit the link in the bio for all of our services and any information on upcoming workshops and events. Don't forget to leave us a five-star review so we can have a broader reach and answer more people's questions. Thank you once more.